Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Okay, so I press this down and... Yeah. All right. Inside a clean room in Edmonton, Alberta, I inhale air sprayed out of a can. What do you think? Oh, it's sweet. This is not hospital-grade oxygen. It's also not the canned air you use in the garage. It's just air in a can from Canada. Let me do that again. Yeah. I'm sorry, I like that. Yeah. That's good. I'm Jane Wells, and welcome to this week's episode of CNBC's Strange Success, which follows weird businesses that sometimes sound like they have no business making money, but they do. This week, we head to the Great White North, where two Canadians have sold over $1 million worth of air they collect in the most pristine place I have ever breathed in. Canada's Banff National Park. These two guys put Banff in a can. And we believe that we're the first company in the world to be selling air to consumers. Why would I buy a can of air? Well, it's the freshest air you'll, you'll ever have. Even in a can? Even in a can. That is 33-year-old Moses Lamb, who started a company called Vitality Air with his friend, 40-year-old Troy Paquette. What are your titles? I'm the CEO and founder of Vitality Air. And I am the, I all of a sudden forgot, <laughs> COO. COO, sorry. I, I say that because really I'm, some days I'm the mechanic, some days I'm this, sometimes I'm this, but the official title is COO. They get a lot of ribbing about a company which sells cans of air. There's a lot of jokes about the movie Spaceballs, where Mel Brooks inhales cans of Perrier. You know, we've had a lot of critics, uh, a lot of people say to us, um, you know, how do we know it's not fart in a can and, and all this kind of thing. How do we know? Well, we'll show you. We'll show you guys how torturous this uh, process is and it's definitely not fart in a can. So. Okay. You can hear the air going into the can. Each can of Vitality Air costs around $25 to $30. It comes with a little mask to put over your nose and mouth and contains about 160 one-second shots of air. This is not pure oxygen, so it's not flammable, and it's not the high-pressure canned air used to clean dust off stuff like your car engine. The pressure is comparable to a can of shaving cream. capture air, Lamb and Paquette drive a truck towing a trailer full of empty tanks more than four hours south of Edmonton to Banff National Park. We believe we found literally the world's best air. I tag along one very cold January morning. We stop at Tim Hortons along the way, of course, because this is Canada. Then we have to stop for a family of goats in the middle of the road. Boys peeing! Just stop and take a leak. Okay, no, no, don't rush them, don't rush them, just, just leave it. But as the sun rises on the snowy Canadian Rockies, it is beautiful. 
Troy Paquette loves being out here. Moses Lamb, not so much. I'm an office guy. I'm a computer guy. You know, I like smelling the, the toner from my printer. <laughs> like, all that stuff brings me happiness, Well, right? that's weird, but... <laughs> I could live out here. I don't need the Wi-Fis and the cell phones and everything like that. I can live in this kind of environment. I love this. You guys are yin and yang, man. Absolutely. I could live here, but I need Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> they make an odd couple, but they have one thing in common, a quirky entrepreneurial streak. Lamb, for example, was always more interested in being his own boss than going to school. I was a C&D student in university. I did actually quite poor in, uh, in post-secondary. Why? I don't know. I just uh, I felt like school really wasn't for me. I wasn't that focused. I did a lot of uh, e-commerce business uh, during classes and stuff like that. And like just, what? What were you selling? I was uh, reselling flashlights, like really expensive high-end flashlights. Like they go for for six hundred US or a thousand US. Wow. And then I was selling security products as well. I was making probably over a hundred grand when I was eighteen. So I. For me, I wait, just wait, 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 wait. You were making over 100 grand. How old were you? Uh, when I was 18. The, the moment I turned 18, I signed up for an eBay account and uh, opened a website and everything. The story of Vitality Air started with a bottle of Fiji water. Well, we were both in real estate and, um, you know, the markets kind of took a little bit of a dip and we were both working very hard and one day we got together and we said, we looked at a bottle of water and said, hey, we want to try something fun, we want to do something fun and new, let's try bottled air instead of bottled water. If people would buy water from Fiji, would they buy air from Canada? Maybe? And honestly, it was just kind of bantering and wouldn't it be funny and this and it's like, ha ha, and it was like, oh, wait a minute, this would be funny, but it would be a product, we should try it. They began doing market research and the two men discovered this could be more than a gag gift. Get it? Gag gift? There are some places in the world where people might buy Canadian air for health reasons. It is kind of a joke that you're selling canned air, but then as we dug into it and we explored and went to Asia, we realized this is no joke. You know, if you start reading the articles in China and in India where they're smog-filled 24-7, we'll, you'll have a better understanding of what they're breathing and what their daily life is like. I like to tell people, you know, you cannot eat for 40 days and you cannot drink for, you know, seven days, but the moment you hold your breath for three minutes, you're, you're dead. So breathing is something we all take for granted and, you know, um, 60, 65 million people die prematurely every year due to air pollution. Our startup costs were quite enormous, uh, much bigger than we had anticipated. So we bootstrapped it from our own savings. Had you ever made anything before? Packaged anything? Captured anything? No, this is all completely new. Um, this is uh, a business that a business idea that we thought of in 2014, and we actually sold our first bottle there in 2015. Wait, so total startup costs that you bootstrapped everything would a million dollars? Pretty close to, I'd say for sure. You got a million dollars? I did, yeah. <laughs> well, not all at once, but uh, slowly. While Moses Lamb provided most of the startup capital. Troy Paquette used his previous experience as a diver and welder to piece together the equipment needed to suck the air into tanks. So that became the tricky part, right? 
what do we use to transport it? How are we transporting it? And then a big enough volume that we could bring back because we can't be going there every day. They spent $14,000 on a trailer to house their equipment, then bought a $60,000 truck to tow it. They do their collecting in a secluded place inside Banff off the main road near a small creek with clear water between rugged peaks. There are fir trees and snow is everywhere. For a place to collect air, it's breathtaking. So we finally arrived at our uh, fill site here um, and we're making air. As Troy preps the oxygen storage tanks, Moses drags a hose out into the snow, hanging it among the branches of a fir tree. The machine begins sucking in air. This will last for 40 hours and they will collect as much as 200,000 liters. The two men spend the night out here on these collection trips. They download shows from Netflix. They talk about the future and their dreams of getting rich. And they laugh about the time they got locked out in the snow. Here's Troy Paquette. We're backing in and we backed into the spot. And uh, I had the door open and Moses was out back, but I, I couldn't see him or something. So I ran out back and I checked and, uh, and backed up more. And I jumped in and I backed up. And then as I jumped out to run again, the door shut and it was locked. So the vehicle's running. It was minus 25 or mm -hmm. so out. Vehicle's running, keys are in it, doors locked. No reception. His cell phones were in the vehicle and mine had zero reception. So being a bit of a city boy, he kind of panicked. Um, I was like, well, we're here anyway. There's <laughs> gas in the vehicle. Let's start making air and we'll figure out the vehicle. So they made a campfire and they tried using twigs to pick the car lock. Eventually, they had to use the little axe in the trailer to break a window. So we had to figure out which window to break and we chose the little one at the back so we didn't freeze to death on the way home, so. Yeah. I'm sorry, honey. This is video from that night. Moses, the city boy who's terrified, grabs Troy's phone as Paquette, the outdoorsman, breaks into his car. Actually, back then it was Troy's wife's car. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It takes a while before the window finally breaks. Bulletproof glass. What the hell? Whoa. And I believe your window guy asked you why you broke the small window and not the windshield, right? Because the windshield's uh, He says to me, he says, you picked the most expensive window. I said, I picked the smallest one. It was minus 25. He's like, oh, you should always pick the cheapest one. I said, what window is that? He says the front windshield. Once they're back from Banff, Troy transfers the air into cans inside a leased space in Edmonton that they've turned into a lab. Moses is very proud of this place. The two of them pretty much do all the work for the company themselves. This facility here is state-of-the-art and it was quite expensive as well, probably close to half a million dollars for everything here. But back in June 2015, when they sold their first bag of air, it wasn't even in a can. During our long drive, Moses Lamb tells the story of that first sale. Our first bag that we sold on eBay, we sold for 99 cents, but it cost us $10.99 to ship it. So we actually lost money on that first shipment. So why did you do a second? 
Well, we, we, we needed to test the idea. So for us to eat 10 bucks, just to see if there's a um, uh, um, profitable business or even a demand for fresh air out there is worth it to us. So the second one sold for? The second one sold for 168 US. So we made our money back on that one for sure. <laughs> you must have been like, what? Yeah, yeah. What was your reaction when you saw the final? It was crazy. I remember waking up and just checking emails and uh, you know, I usually check emails in bed and my eyes were still a little blurry and I just saw sold for 168 US and I was like, holy smokes. All right, well, let's uh, breathe some air. You heard me earlier doing a breath test of Vitality Air. So how is it? Can they really capture the clean, fresh air of Banff in a can? Like little Christmassy. It's Christmas 365 with us. The canned air smells sweet, a bit like a fir tree. It is refreshing. And we also do a comparison. So before going to Canada, I captured air in Los Angeles in some big Ziploc bags. Producer Mary Stevens did the same thing in New York City. Together, we open those bags and take a whiff inside the Vitality Air Lab. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, that's terrible. I had no idea. Here's what's even more terrible. The air I brought from Los Angeles, my hometown, smelled worse than the air from New York City. But I realized you never think about the air you're breathing, or at least I never did, until I smelled it next to pristine Canadian air. One positive part of the Vitality Air business model is that the air they're collecting is free, for now. Paquette says they send out their air to be tested by an outside lab to make sure it's safe to breathe, something important to him as a former commercial diver, and something that both men claim competitors do not do. Yes, there are competitors in the canned, breathable air business. When Troy and I first started, uh, we were the first guys to be selling air in the world. And lots of people were looking at us like we were crazy. And at one point in time, we thought we were crazy too. So now with all this competition, you know, it kind of validates our idea. So we're quite pleased with it. First of all, what were the biggest mistakes you made? Well, um, we've pretty much had um, a lot of government agencies come after us. Um, we've had... Like uh, what? What do you mean? <clears throat> Tell me. We've had like transport companies come after us and say, you know, how, how exactly do we transport this product? We don't know what to do. We, we've had um, customs um, from different countries say, we don't really know how to classify this product. How do you import canned air? When we created it, people are like, well, what's, what's the code for it? How, what, what's the paperwork say? And we're like, well, it's a can of air, breathing air. Well, that doesn't fit the mold. We had to take special courses yeah. for transporting it. There's certain handling paperwork we have to do, special, MSDS. Special permits just for yeah. collecting the air. How much did all that cost? Oh, <laughs> that's a really sore spot for us, but I'm thinking probably in excess of 250000 What? Yeah. Yeah. Sales in 2015 went from $30,000 to 230000 in 2016. Last year, they were over three hundred grand. They see sales to California spike during wildfire season. 
Asia is such a strong market, they have created a joint venture in South Korea called Jiri Air, gathering air in a beautiful mountain range there, which can be delivered in shorter time and lower cost to customers in that part of the world. When I drove past the local store in a little Korean truck with all these tanks and everything in the back, there was a few odd looks, kind of like, did I just see that? <laughs> Paquette and Lamb say total sales to date have now reached the million dollar mark and they're drawing interest from those who'd like to invest and help distribute. We're definitely looking for more distributors in India. but you In know fact, on the car ride to Banff, a call comes into Moses Lamb's phone from someone who wants to help sell the product in India. Do you mind just sending us an email? We actually have a big investor in Dubai who's uh, definitely helped us out a lot uh, throughout this whole process. May I ask how much he's invested? He's invested close to half million with us as well. They've also expanded their product line to pure oxygen for athletes or scented water sprays for hydration. To two Canadian bros in Edmonton, the fact that other people believe in their products, want to know if they're going to go public, want a piece of the action, is amazing. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.